1: Well, it's not too far away now, the start of the new NRL season. What is it, about five or six weeks, not even, until the new season kicks off. And uh, we're going to be focusing on on all the clubs, obviously, in the build-up to the new NRL season. And I thought first cab off the rank, given that I did support this club as a kid and uh, did grow up in the Parramatta region. Let's start with the Eels. So to preview their season, and just to sort of have a run the rule over what they've been doing in the off-season, on the line is our good friend Sixties from the Cumberland Throw. Sixties, a very good evening to you. Welcome to Higher Ground, my friend. Mate, it's good to be back. Hope you had a great Christmas and New Year. I did? Yeah, no, I did. Uh, Or ish. I mean, we've all had a few problems, haven't we? I, I got the... I got the COVID on my my trip away. We we took the kids up the coast, and or I did, and we had to turn around after day one, unfortunately. But uh, it got better from there. Uh, how was your break? Or well, I don't suppose you had much of a break, did you?
0: Uh, no, kept it pretty quiet with the, the with the COVID situation. But let's put all that behind us now, because we'll try to be positive, <laughs> won't we, going <laughs> forward? Because that's what we have to be as a Parramatta supporter every year. I've got to start off being ultra positive. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you the tip before we even talk. This year's going to be no different. I'm going to be talking positive again.
1: Good. That's what I like about you. Glass half full, one blue eye, one gold eye. All right. Well, I know that I've seen a fair bit of your social media about 60s, and you've been very close to training, haven't you, through through the off season, You've been at a lot of the, um, the training sessions, so uh, you're the man to ask. I mean, how do they look compared to other seasons?
0: Look, I think every every club is going to tell you that this season's been the toughest pre-season. And look, that just goes without saying. I don't even worry about those sorts of sayings. I think it's always a matter of being um, training smarter, better than the year before. Now, obviously, the main thing that is probably worth talking about is who's impressed mm. at this pre-season. And I'm going to surprise quite a few people because... My pick for the best of the pre-season thus far is Jake Arthur. Is that right? He has been absolutely outstanding. And in my training report that I'm going to drop on the Cumberland throw a little bit later tonight, I'm going to be asking the question, how mm. does his father leave him out of the team?
1: Well, that's the question too. Yeah, yeah. And look, nothing like the NRL, but I, I coach too. And I coach under under 13s and I've, my young blokes in the in the team and, um, look, he makes his way into the team on merit, but you're always worried about too. Well, well, not really, but outside perceptions. There is the chance that, you know, some Eels fans might think, you know, oh, well, he's only there because of his, his father's son. But mate, the thing is, he, he's had his start. I think we can see that he's got a lot of potential as Jake Arthur. Um, and, you know, having his dad as coach, that might open some doors. I don't think it's got anything to do with it. But he has shown us that he can play. And for him to keep hold of that position or earn a position in the halves. um, He'll do it. He'll do it on merit.
0: Yeah. And look, I, I think it's unlikely that he's going to start the season in the halves because you've got Mitch Moses, you've got Dylan Brown, and I think you can pretty much lock them in. But damn, you you go through a preseason and you're one of the outstanding players, if not the outstanding player in the preseason and you're regarded as maybe not much of a chance of getting a start in the team. And I'll tell you what, it's it's really hard to ignore what he's producing out there at literally every session. There's been sessions out there. I'm here to tell you, he mm. has dominated That's the right. session. I mean, really dominated the session.
1: Mm. Dylan Brown, um, now I, I'm not privy to, to what he's on. You might know what he's earning, but he's taking up a fair chunk of the salary cap. Um, and when that happens, you're almost well. You you almost have to select him as you, you're starting number six. And um, what are you expecting from from Dylan Brown this year? Well, look, I'm actually
0: expecting a big season from both the halves. Dylan Brown, there's a bit of you know the critics for Dylan Brown are all about his attack. Mm. In his defense, in in, in defence, he's in a class of his own. He he's got around a ninety six percent tackle efficiency. As a halfback i mean that's mm. that's he, he's he's an outlier if they you know they plot the graph of all the the stats for the halves, he's an outlier he's just out there on his own in terms of his uh, what he brings to the team defensively, and he shuts down a lot of opposition plays before they even become a threat that's that's how good he is, mm. just with his positioning, let alone the, you know his execution but um the, you know in terms of attack. I suppose the question is, what's, is he fulfilling his role on that side of the field? Now, maybe his role isn't so much the line-break assists or the try-assists. Maybe he's linking with Gutherson on that side of the field for Gutherson to put on the try-assists or the line-break assists might be fulfilling his role. I don't know. I'm not privy to that with, you know, what, what BA's expectations are with Dylan Brown. Um I think it'd be interesting. I haven't actually sat down and looked at it, but what the what are the stats for those sides of the field where brown where brown is the dominant half mm. or where Moses is
1: the dominant half? That that might be something worth looking at. We might we might do that, or you might do that. But one thing I do know about Mitch Moses, well, he's come off he, probably his best season for some time. Mitch Moses, we know that. Um, what what I have noticed with Moses and and Dylan Brown when one of them is out injured, the other tends to play uh, even better and lift his own game. So maybe that's an issue that they, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how you address it, but um, who is your lead playmaker and how can, how can they improve as a pairing? Um, that might be something that, that Brad Arthur is, is working on.
0: Yeah, and and I agree with you. I think Mitch Moses had by far his best season last year, and thats i I, I do expect him to to take that next step because he's also had a very, very good preseason and he, he really looks like he's champing at the bit to, um, I, I suppose, take the team to that next level this, this coming season.
1: Mm. There are a number of players. I'm talking to sixties from the Cumberland throw where we're looking ahead, uh, previewing, if you like um, the chances, the prospects of Parramatta Eels going into the 2022 season. Um, the likes of Reed Marnie will be leaving at the end of this season. Isaiah Papali'i also le- leaving. And Murata Nakore. Um, so some will say that the the premiership window is closing. And this year, well, not now or never, but uh, a very good opportunity, a, a very good chance for the, the Blue and Golds to um, to end that premiership drought.
0: Yeah, look, I honestly believe that Parramatta is one of the few teams that have really not lost too many players coming into this season. There's been a lot of focus on, in the media on who the Eels are losing going into 2023, but you know 2022 is going to have a lot to say about 2023 because it really becomes a platform. I don't look, I don't look at it as as this is the end of a, a of a premiership window because. Mm. I really like the looks of some of the players that are coming through. And and when the club was able to re-sign both of the bookends in in Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo, Mm. as well as locking in Mitch Moses and Clint Gutherson, you're really talking about a a key ingredient within the team that I think is going to keep the team up there in finals contention anyway. Mm. Um, And look, I should have mentioned Wonga Blake. Because outside of um, Jake Arthur, mm. Wonga Blake absolutely looks like he is ha- he is primed for a ripper of a year.
1: He needs and one. Also... He needs one, doesn't
0: he? Oh, look, he does. And, it, and, you know, there was a lot that was said about his combination with Blake Ferguson, that they just didn't click. Mm. And, of course, that ended up with the, you know, players swapping sides and what have you. He's been training um, alongside... Uh, Hayes Dunster and looking absolutely, like their combination, mm. both in attack and defence, uh, on the out in the training field in the opposed sessions, it really looks like it clicks. Like their communication out there is really, really good and it looks like they bring a lot of confidence to each other in the way that they play. And, and I think Wonga is really a confidence player. And I think he started to show that at the, end, at the very end of last season, mm. that you know, a confident and free-running Wonga Blake can be a weapon out wide for the Eels. So, yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, I'm very confident about this year. And you mentioned about the players that are leaving. And, you know, my thoughts and a lot of thoughts of the supporters are, how much then does this season mean to those players? Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Papali was a standout. Going into the previous in the previous preseason, I'd never seen a, a preseason like it from a new player.
1: You see what He did, did. Huh? He's
0: now he is now starting to hit that same level mm. in this preseason as well. It was so a re- I've got, revelation. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I, I've got the confidence that he is going to um, deliver again this season, in spite of the fact that he's moving on. So he yeah he's absolutely put the foot down at training. Well, eels so fans, he, he won't be taking it easy.
1: Eels fans will be will be happy to hear you say that you don't think that the the Premiership window is closing because and and you're you're on the you're on the spot out there you're quite confident there's some youngsters coming through so that is music to the ears of of Parramatta Eels uh, fans I'm looking at your depth in in key positions uh, I read an article a few days ago and. Uh, went through every club and the depth that they've got up front. Gee, I tell you what, Parramatta strong as as always. um, Well, as last year, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo you mentioned, Makahesi-Makatoa. He's extended his contract, I believe. You've got Oregon-Kafusi as well. Uh, Waremu greg and and David Hollis, who I don't know a lot about. Your forward pack and and then in the back row looks really, really strong. Um, You you touched on some wingers there and you mentioned Hayes-Dunster. Bailey Simonson joins the club as well. Uh, there's another youngster too, isn't it? They got a few games last year on the wing. His name? Sean Russell. That's it, Sean, Sean Russell. Russell. And then you've got Micah Sebo, who missed a, a big chunk of last year. Yes,
0: yes. So Micah, mm. like <clears throat> he's probably not due back till halfway through the year. Mm. So, he, you know, he's recovering from that ACL and he's working through rehab at the moment. Um, but very Bailey Simonson is a tremendous pickup from the Raiders, I think um, so too. Yeah. you know, his his not just his evasiveness, but his strength, but yeah. like he, he scored some tries in, in opposed sessions that I've been watching where he just power, like he'll take on that collision and power into it. And um, yeah, he, he's, he's also been another one to to really mm. impress mm. and look like he belongs in the team very quickly.
1: He's very, very cool. powerful. I remember a few years ago, I was out there doing Sideline, I think it was, um, and it was, uh, I tell you, it was it was Canberra Raiders playing West Tigers, but it was at Parramatta Stadium or Banquest in, in probably its first year, I think it might have been. And yeah. Bailey Simonson, he had an absolute blinder. It was the first time I've actually really sat down and seen him up close and live. My goodness. Um, so powerful. So let's hope he makes a fist of his um, his move out to, to Parramatta. Finally, uh, 60s uh, from the Cumberland throw, Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur. Now, he extended his contract last year at the back end of last year. Did he not? I'm sure he did. Yes, he, yes, did. he did. Yes, he did. Um, I read an article today uh, on Fox Sports' website. I think it was ranking the coaches that are under the most scrutiny or pressure. And I think Brad was top of the list. I don't know if that's justified <laughs> or not, but, um, uh... I
0: actually find it humorous to be, to be honest. I mean, you're talking about a, a bloke who's been at the club now since 2014. And, it, and at the end of last season had his contract extended for a couple of years past where his contract, you know, he's, he was contracted to the end of this season and he's had his, his contract extended for another couple of seasons. Mm. And, you think to yourself, where's, where is there any message from within the club that he's under pressure? Mm. That he's, what he's starting to deliver in, in terms of uh, a team that's going to be resident
1: in finals football is,
0: like, he's the right man for that for that job. Yeah, but now, you
1: know what? They want 60s. They want oh, more. I, they I, No, listen, they want more know, than... But- Permanent residency in the finals, okay? You Parramatta fans, you want more than that. You demand more. Oh look, that.
0: we all well, we all do want more than that, mate. We've been, you know <laughs> I I I've been I've been fortunate enough to be old enough to have seen title wins, but that's becoming a distant memory. Mm. So I, I want it as much as the as much as the next supporter.
1: Well I but was there I was I've there for their been... last one and I was a teenager. Yeah. So uh, it, it has been a while. Listen, we, we, we're we going to go, 60s. We're running short on time, mate, but I, I, I appreciate yep. your time. Um, and we'll, we'll chat, obviously, again throughout the season if we can, like we did last year, buddy. Uh, and, oh, um, mate,
0: looking forward to that.
1: Good stuff. Well, good luck with the season ahead, my friend, and uh, click go the shears. <laughs>
0: Thanks, mate.
1: All right, there he is. 60s from the Cumberland Throw.